Magic is what happens when you find balance between method and madness, science and art. Welcome to the Magic Maker Podcast, the place where entrepreneurs who want to find magic can access aha moments and simple steps to big dreams. I'm your host, Jay Nicole Smith, but you can call me Nick. Let's get started, shall we? Magic makers, we've done it. Christmas is just around the corner, or maybe it's today when you're listening, or maybe it was yesterday. Um, But this is our last episode of season four, and it's coming out right before the 2019 holiday season. And Merry Christmas to all of those who celebrate. Happy Hanukkah and all the other wonderful traditions. Happy New Year. I love this time of year because I feel like it's so warm and we've got our Christmas tree up and it's especially fun for us this year because we have Chloe and it's her first Christmas and of course all the grandparents are fluttering around so excited Um, but it's just so cool to experience it um, now from the point of view of being a parent and bringing it to you know the world of your child for the first time. It is truly magical and it's really really fun. Um, So I wanted to wish you and your families near, far, biological or otherwise, (laughs) just a really, really happy Christmas um, and a happy new year. As this is our last episode and I'm not going to see you or talk to you until the new year. Unless, of course, you want to jump over to our free Facebook group, Magic Makers HQ, where we can stay in touch. But otherwise, I'll see you in the new year. But I wanted to close out this season with a topic I haven't talked about in a while, but I think is so, 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 so important and pretty much rules the life of an entrepreneur. And that is this idea of feeling fear and conquering it to achieve what you want. Obviously, fear is the number one obstacle that I hear about, see, etc. in my work with entrepreneurs. And it shows up in so many different ways. I love the quote from Elizabeth Gilbert that perfectionism is just the haute couture version of fear. And I think that's true. We have fancy fear, we have ugly fear, raw fear, but oftentimes fear in all its forms is the thing standing in our way. And when you can realize that that's what's happening, I want to encourage you to just move through it. And I understand that that's really easy to say and hard to do, but I wanted to share some stuff with you today that maybe hopefully could make it easier. Um, a couple little messages and ideas that can help you feel the fear and do it anyway, which is a wonderful book by Susan Jeffers that I highly recommend you have a look at if you want more resources on this topic. But for now, let's make some magic, shall we? So one of the most powerful highs on earth is the feeling of conquering something that scares you. Anyone who's ever done a bungee jump or jumped out of a plane knows what I'm talking about, but it doesn't have to be high adrenaline to give you a massive high. The euphoria is beyond compare when you manage to do something you never thought you'd be able to do. And once you've tasted it, it becomes like jet fuel to propel your goals and your habits and your confidence 
and your eagerness to push, push, push at the edges of your comfort zone, which in many ways is what being a successful entrepreneur is all about. I personally have experienced this over and over again in my life. And actually, this is why people ask me why I actually named my husband and I decided to give our daughter, Chloe, the middle name of Danger. And I realize from an NLP standpoint, it's a little bit counterintuitive, but the reason that we gave her Danger as a middle name is because of this whole fear idea and how much time I spend talking about fear and working with people's fear and how much it stops us from not just doing what we want to do, but just enjoying our life on a regular basis. But we're because we're so worried about all the things about what people are thinking and if we're doing it right and doing it enough. And so when I thought, when I had a daughter and thought of like one thing, if I could give her one thing, for me it was to help her experience as little fear as possible, to be bold, to be brave, to go out there and tackle the things she wants to do in life with confidence. So yes, my daughter's name is Chloe Danger and this is why. So as you'll hear later in this episode, this is really personal to me. Like I take this really seriously and it is a personal pursuit for me, but also something I try and model so that I can help other people tackle their fear. Um, and something that I just know is sort of the great challenge of our lives. So important to talk about it, I think, but generally I'm a pretty confident person. I'm a moderate risk taker. I'm a big risk taker in business. Like I have no problem biting off way more than I can chew in business. But in the real world, I'm not that much of a risk taker. I am really scared of heights. (laughs) I have always been kind of uncomfortable in my skin. So I haven't taken a lot of risks with like my physical body and doing athletics and that kind of thing because I just am not confident in in my body. But, you know, like these things we get reinforcement for them in the real world, don't we? So I've always been nervous about trying new things because I hate being bad at things. And obviously when you try something for the first time, you're not very good. And then that reinforcement comes in, like, you know, those traumatic stories we all have from our childhood and like our teenage years of getting in trouble or not getting picked for teams in gym class and other classic humiliations. (laughs) So the desire to avoid discomfort is powerful, right? And it certainly has been a theme for me earlier in my life. Like I I can pretty much handle extreme pain, but discomfort is the worst. <laughs> so, this was especially true until around 2011 when I broke off my engagement, which in and of itself was terrifying because I had already said yes and we were planning a wedding and oh my god, that was a really difficult decision. And then I moved to California, and I had never moved out of state before. So that was a big deal. But this was at a time when I started being really conscious about living my damn life. And shortly after that, I met my husband. It was like six months later, I think, who I definitely totally manifested. And we did the long distance thing, which is hard. But he pushed me even more because he's really adventurous, really intelligent, has like big goals and dreams. And Um, he's also, he's very athletic. And so like he pushed me in like physical ways to go do physical things that I probably never would have done on my own. We played badminton and he's a cyclist and all these things that I'm just like, Ooh, wow. I don't know. (laughs) Again, the gym class trauma coming up. Right. But since then I have conquered so many things, which totally scared the shit out of me (laughs) for like months and months before I did them. 
Some of them I only had a few minutes to freak out before I did them, but lots of them I had lots of months to sit there and stew. And I'm going to share some of these things with you because I want you to know that if I can do it, (laughs) you can totally do it too. So I sold all my furniture and packed up all my stuff into a storage unit, drove my dogs from California, where I was living, to my parents' house in Seattle, and moved to the UK only with six weeks' notice. I was planning a visit at that time because, as I said, my husband and I were doing long distance. But instead of just visiting, I decided to move because my lease was up and it just seemed like the thing to do. And I did all that because of a phone call where we were chatting and trying to decide who was going to move and when. And he was like, why don't you just move here in March instead of just visiting? And I was like, I basically couldn't come up with a reason not to. So I did. (laughs) And then when I got here, I learned how to live with like one fiftieth as much stuff because London flats don't have closets. <laughs> so I got very good at the Marie Kondo method and becoming a minimalist and living with a few pairs of shoes and a few pairs of trousers and not a lot of stuff. My husband always wishes it was less stuff because he is a, a true minimalist, <laughs> but I'm still working on that one. And then shortly after that, we planned a trip to New Zealand and we took our moms. It was his mom's 60th. And this was the first time they met, which in and of itself was terrifying because we were all going to be in a car and like sharing rooms and stuff for two weeks or three weeks, I think. And But on that trip, we did the root burn, which is this backpacking trip. And I was terrified. I've never done anything like that before. And like I said, I've never really had that much faith in my athletic abilities So I was horrified that I would be like left behind and everyone would be stronger and faster than me and it would be so embarrassing. And I go to kind of a dark place when I'm having that experience. So I was just so worried that I was going to be a total downer. All is fear, right? But what actually happened is the first hour of this like two or three day trip was awful. It was super painful and we climbed straight up for like an hour. And then I think my body kind of acclimated to it. We had a break, saw a waterfall. And from that point forward, I absolutely bossed the rest of the weekend. And even now when I'm feeling like uncomfortable about something, I'm not really sure if I can do it. I think about this backpacking trip to the root burn because I totally did it. And I didn't think I could, but I did. So then after way too many years here in the UK, I got my UK driver's license, which is again, You might laugh at that, but the test here is way harder than in the U.S., and I failed it once, so I was, like, terrified of doing this. I hate any situation when I have to pass a test or deal with government officials because I feel like I might do something wrong, and then the whole thing will be screwed up, and I'll have to start over, and it's a really, it just feels really scary to me. So that was actually a really big deal to me. Um, I did a couch to 5K program, so... I went from like never having run at all to being able to run for more than 30 minutes at a time comfortably, which I never thought in my life would happen. Then back to the bureaucracy stuff, I managed to pass my life in the UK test and get indefinitely to remain here in the UK, which is a like total gauntlet of a process. The application is like four inches thick and like 300 pages. And the test, I actually booked at the last minute. So I only had a few days to study. And it was really intense and terrifying, but I did it. And actually, I got 100% on that test, which was really cool because the questions are so obscure. And unfortunately, it hasn't helped my pub quiz at all. You'd think it'd be better, but I have very little retention for this stuff. But I was scared of it, and I did it anyway because I had to, and I totally passed. 
Another awesome one for me is that I managed to stand up on a surfboard. We went to Brazil for our honeymoon. And again, this is something I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, We did some surfing, which I had done before and struggled. But this time I managed to stand up, which was so, like, so cool. It was a longboard. Okay. It was like nothing fancy. Um, but it was amazing. It was a great experience. And even scarier on that trip, I wore a bikini in public a few times, which again is not something I thought I would ever do. I was probably in the best shape I've ever been in, but that was still very extreme behavior for me. (laughs) Then we rented out our house for a time, which when we started talking about it felt completely impossible, like packing and moving and finding a tenant and managing it. All that stuff was like totally overwhelming. But you know what? We managed to do it. And then when we were in the UK, we lived in a rented room in someone's house with just our dog. (laughs) It was amazing. And then we managed to do a bunch of travel around Europe. And we lived in Lake Como for like six weeks. We lived in Morzine. Later, we lived in Majorca. We lived for four months in Spain, in Majorca, um, which was just incredible. And all that stuff never would have happened if we didn't get over the fear of renting out our house. It was some of the best time in our life. Until most recently when I did the scariest thing ever and grew and gave birth to like a miracle of a human being. (laughs) Pregnancy and childbirth has scared me pretty much my entire life. Um, But I've recently conquered that too, which was incredible, is incredible. Every day is incredible. Didn't go the way we planned. I ended up having an emergency C-section And it was pretty much the opposite of how we hoped it would go, (laughs) but we did it. You know what? We did it and we're so lucky that our baby is healthy and happy and it's done, right? I've been there, done that. And one of the most touching moments in my life recently is we brought our girl Chloe um, home to Seattle to meet many of the grandparents and the friends. And although neither my husband and I are particularly religious, my mom is, so we took Chloe to get baptized in the church where I grew up. Um, And at that baptism, my mom surprised us with a song, which she and my mom-in-law and some other ladies from the church sang, which was a song called Do It Anyway. And I want to read you the lyrics to this song because, of course, it made me sob like a fool (laughs) um, standing up there on the day. Um, But whether you're a God person or not, I think the lyrics are so profoundly moving and the message is right on for what I want to say today. I think the song is by Martina McBride and it's called Do It Anyway. And here's the lyrics. You can spend your whole life building something from nothing. One storm can come and blow it all away. Build it anyway. You can chase a dream that seems so out of reach and you know it might not ever come your way, but dream it anyway. God is great, but sometimes life ain't good. And when I pray, it doesn't always turn out like I think it should, but I do it anyway. This world's gone crazy and it's hard to believe that tomorrow will be better than today. Believe it anyway. You can love someone with all your heart for all the right reasons. And in a moment, they can choose to walk away. Love them anyway. God is great, but sometimes life ain't good. And when I pray, it doesn't always turn out like I think it should, but I do it anyway. Yeah, I do it anyway. You can pour out your soul singing a song you believe in that tomorrow they'll forget you ever sang. Sing it anyway. This <laughs> still it makes me so teary. I thought it was just being at the baptism, but it it's such a profound message. Like 
You are not going to be able to control everything in your life. You are not. It's never going to happen. So quit trying to stay comfortable and stay inside the edges and just live it. Yes, shit is going to happen. You are going to get uncomfortable. Things are not going to work. Things are going to go badly. But that high of conquering something you never thought you'd be able to do, of finding that person you never thought you'd be able to find, doing the things that you never thought possible for yourself and getting on the other side of them is the greatest high of your life. So the message I want to leave with you today and for to end up this season is that all the best stuff is on the other side of fear. So if you can reprogram yourself when you feel that like, oh shit feeling to instead of like run, hide, oh my God, I'm going to die because this is really scary. Thinking, oh, interesting. I'm freaking out. (laughs) I must be onto something good. And then it's going to be easier for you to proceed into those scary life and business things that might not always go your way. But when you do conquer them, they will be the galvanizing moments of your life, which is the ultimate point of life anyway, right? But it is also the ultimate booster for your momentum when things are going well and when things are not going well and you need to remind yourself what you are capable of. And not just because you feel on top of the world when it does go well, but because it makes the next one a tiny little less scary and the one after that a little less scary and the one after that a little less scary still which allows you to tackle the big stuff and the little stuff just a little bit easier every time. And this high of having done it carries you through the dips and troughs because you're just so damn proud of yourself for conquering your fear and doing it anyway. This is our last episode for the year. As I mentioned, we are going to be back with season five in the new year. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. And I cannot wait to see you there. If you want to stay in touch over the holidays, definitely find me on Instagram at Smith. If you want to give us a Christmas gift, take a screenshot of this podcast, share it in your Instagram stories, or go leave us a review on iTunes and tell us what you think or if we've been able to help you or offer any ahas or insight to your world. Thank you so, so much for being here, and I can't wait to see you in 2020 to carry on with the Magic Maker podcast. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you.